I drove by a red brick house. My belts were worn and squeaking. There was an athletically built woman sunbathing in the front yard. I'm gonna fuck that guy's brains out someday, she thought to herself. There was a fat man in a leather jacket. He was balding. His remaining hair was tied back into a ponytail. We were both in line to see the new Spider-Man film. I remember coming back to San Francisco. I took the BART from the airport. I listened to the names of familiar stops being rattled off as we barreled towards Union Square underground. There was an escalator you took to get to street level once you arrived at the stop. I remember seeing the skyline of the city expanding, getting closer as I rode the escalator up. If my life were a movie, this would be my favorite scene. My parents went out of town for the weekend, so I had their house to myself. I laid on the living room couch and masturbated at 11.30 in the morning the day they left. say every day is gay the same. I have no words to spin because I haven't lived a life at all. I never expected to live this long. I'm still dwelling on death each day, but not in an enlightened way. If it stays the same for 50 more years, assuming I make it that far, then the joke will be on me. Another life wasted making other people rich. Her hair bothered me. It was too straight, too flat. There was no life in it, no wild nature inside. No sense of an original thought at all. It was too short and too long, too dark and too light. When the sun hit it in the right way, there seemed to be something to it, but it fizzled out quickly. She had been talking at me, but I couldn't bother paying attention to what she was saying. An evil expression came upon her face. What the fuck are you looking at, Baldy? I want to make a film about a guy who's in love with cars. He works on them all day and listens to auto races on the radio. He has a poster with Rusty Wallace on it in his bedroom. The buzz of his wife's vibrator reminds him of a rumbling engine. He has sex with cars. He has tribal tattoos, doesn't wash the oil off his body, and consumes energy drinks. When my girlfriend finally made it to the house, we got into a dispute. I was planning on grilling hot dogs, but she wanted me to make chicken and vegetables. I don't like grilling chicken. I don't want to get salmonella and I always make it too dry. She didn't want 
hot dogs because she hates bologna and she says that hot dogs taste just like bologna. I let her cook the food and went downstairs to read instead. I could hear her bitching upstairs the whole time, banging pots and pans around and sighing dramatically, as if that would provoke a response. It was the year 2006. Dennis and I were about three-quarters of the way to St. Paul, Minnesota when he pulled out a joint. It's Hydro, he said. I didn't want to seem inexperienced, so I passed it back and forth with him as we drove through Camp Douglas. It felt like fireworks were going off in my body and I wanted to stand up, but I would be trapped in my seat for the next two and a half hours. I kept seeing flashes of light at the side of the road. About five minutes later, I realized they were the speed limit signs racing by. I felt that Dennis was looking at me, so I glanced over as calmly as I could. He had three blurry heads, and two of them were rotating around the one that was connected to his neck. Do you believe in God? He asked me. The lady behind the counter said hello to me as I entered the drugstore. When I cashed out, she looked at me, smiled, and said thank you as she handed me my change. I know that people in customer service positions are told to be courteous and pleasant with customers, but this was something else. It wasn't like a stripper approaching you for a lap dance when the blue lights flash. It was different. It was real. Graciously accepted my change and walked back to my car with a small hole in my heart, never knowing what might have been between us. I sat down at my desk, punched in, then kicked back in my chair and began to daydream. One day I wouldn't have to rely on these people for money anymore. I wouldn't have to drive to this wretched city sit in this lifeless office next to the weirdos who act like this company is God's gift while they punch keys all day for minimum wage. You've just listened to episode two of A Comfortable Life. Words and music by Jeff Spizak. Stay tuned for episode three. It should be out within the next month.